Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're talking about romance after children, 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 children. Like, is there really such a thing as romance after children? I'm just noticing what a shiny forehead I have today. Um, so we call this the Shrek factor with love because, you know, once you have kids, everything gets super real like the opposite of romance like you're a couple of ogres with um burps farts warts everything like that's the reality of life after children it's dirty diapers it's conflicts you never expected it's all of that stuff and let's get even more real i mean when you have a child or more, <laughs> they are what? They are a black hole for attention. Like they need and they need and they need and they need and they need. And you, one of you, or maybe both of you is so tired. Where is there time for romance? And then on top of that, you're managing this whole other human being or several of them and one or both of you is working. And so while you're desperately meeting the needs of these little black holes for attention and money, let's not mention, you know, the closest thing to a boat, which is a hole in the water in which you throw money, is a child. Well, it might be a horse, but it could be a child also. Children are super expensive. You're working your buns off trying to pay for all that. And while you're working your buns off, you've got this weird dynamic going on of you're hopefully working at a job that you like, trying to find some fulfillment in it. And so you're trying to advance and enjoy it as an individual and have relationships that are meaningful and fun for you and grow as a person. Plus you've got the kids. So when you go home, what happens to your relationship? You remember that? You remember that person who is your partner for life? There's not much going on, is there? In fact, you're both exhausted. You're lucky if you can go out on date night. You're lucky if when you come out of that tag team experience that is parenting, that you have time to really talk about what's going on in your individual lives. In fact, I dare say that when you enter into child rearing, that is when you really are at risk and actually not even risk, fall into what we call parallel lives syndrome. And that is where the two of you are leaning into your strengths doing your best to keep all the balls in the air, passing them off to each other. But very rarely do you actually get to invest in your marriage, in your relationship. When you go on vacations, what are you focused on? Making sure the kids are safe, making sure they're having fun, making sure they eat, making sure they sleep, making sure everything's good. How often do you get to focus on your marriage? If you're lucky or if you're smart, when you go on vacation, you include an in-law, or a nanny or someone who's gonna get you the space so you can go out and have dinner together. But how often does that happen? Probably not very. You are in the hell of parallel lives. So what is it that you want? I mean, if you're listening to this and you understand about being a couple of Shreks, a bit Shrek and Fiona, then what you understand is while all that's going on, you're also seeing each other's most human side, we're gonna call it. 
And what I mean by most human side is that person who, when you were fell in love with them, was the most wonderful person in the world. Now you're seeing that they have a short temper. Now that you're seeing, you're seeing that they may compromise their honesty from time to time, because as human beings, we've been known to do that. Like we all love to believe we're perfectly honest and upright and an integrity people, but we've all got these little places where we compromise every now and then. And hopefully we're identifying them and reducing them and getting better at it. But the fact is we do that in our partnership or we destroy each other when we notice that in our partnership. You're noticing all the little defects of character, all the things that are wrong with one another. And when you're tired and exhausted, where do you go? You go right to pecking at each other. Where does he go? Right to being critical of where you've dropped the ball somewhere or some shortcoming of yours. Or where do you go? Let's be honest. You probably do the same thing with him. And what you want is that unconditional love back. What you want is to be in the presence of someone who honors you so much so that you don't even know if they really know who you are. You want to be back in that space of someone seeing you for your full potential as a fully realized and accomplished human being, even though you haven't gotten there yet. They see you that way. They see you as achieving things you yourself perhaps have only had glimpses of if you're lucky. You want that back. That's the romance. So how do we get there from here? How do we balance out growing as individuals in our work? How do we balance that out with taking care of our kids? How do we balance that out with nurturing one another in our marriage? How? Well, there is a way, folks. And we call it mature romance. Not super sexy, I know. But, and you know what? If you've got a better term, you just direct message me right now. What do you want? That, what do you want to call that thing? The mature romance. It's, it needs to be sexy or maybe. But I think mature romance is the word we're looking for here because mature romance is still having that appreciation of one another, even though we've seen the warts and the farts and the burps, which is why we call it getting past the Shrek factor. Right? I mean, if you've seen Shrek, Shrek and Fiona have burping contests and um, they're not into great smells necessarily. And they're not super attractive. They're both green and have funny looking ears. Um, and they have all kinds of other qualities. But one thing that Shrek and Fiona have going on is they love each other. And there is romance and there is a togetherness there. And so we wanna get past the Shrek factor, which is we're all alone and green and ugly into, oh, we're all alone and green and ugly together. And together we're more. And together we see one another as leaders. Together we see one another as caring people showing up for our families and for each other. Together we love and embrace and nurture one another. So how do you get there from here is the question. The first suggestion I would make is you need to carve out time for yourself. So typically, I know that sounds like antithetical, doesn't it? But typically when we're in this space of both of us being run down and scrambling to keep all the balls in the air and all that good stuff, what's happening there is we're not charging our own battery. We're scrambling. And what happened uh, with a lot of my clients in the pandemic is they were first showing up for work. 
and then they were showing up for kids and then maybe they were showing up for themselves and their relationship wasn't even on the list. And so what we need to do is we need to take care of ourselves first. And you've heard me talk this about 10 million times. I was talking to my coach about it today and she said, you know, talking about it and doing it are two separate things. We need to hold ourselves in such high esteem that we're going to make sure that we eat well most of the time, that we exercise relative, effectively in a way that's at least enjoyable for us, and that we get enough rest. That's like our body. We need to hold ourselves in high enough esteem that we're going to discipline our mind. Our mind is the vehicle with which uh, we meet the world and meet and meet and care for this physical object. We need the caring love for our spirit to be in touch with our whatever that means to you to be spiritual to be connected to others and that everything starts with me but it doesn't end with me so like a narcissist would be like everything's all about me and y'all just fall in line we're not going there where we're going is we're going to make sure we put ourselves first first thing in the morning we're going to get our exercise first thing in the morning we're going to make sure we eat right et cetera, et cetera. Or if first thing in the morning isn't your time, it might be you're going to exercise in the afternoon, but you're going to make taking care of yourself a boulder in your calendar because you know you can't show up for work, you can't show up for the kids, and you certainly can't show up your partner for your partner if you're not caring for yourself. And you're going to, I would say, sit down together and talk about how can we help one another care for ourselves? How can we carve out time, make that a priority, carving out time for each individual to care for themselves. And maybe you can do it together. That'd be even cooler. But honestly, um, that doesn't happen very often. I, I've only seen that in some retired couples because they have such flexibility in their schedule that they can. Step two, numero due, would be, you would think it would be your kids, right? It might be work. No. Next is take care of each other. We're, lean into the, your partnership. So just like maybe you needed to lean into your partnership in order to create that time to exercise, to take care of yourself, maybe now you can lean into your partnership uh, by having date night once a week. Or if you can't do date night because you're just too swamped, you're going to schedule time for when both the kids are knocked out or the child is knocked out or whatever, that you can have alone together and light some candles and and sneak some Haagen-Dazs, which might not be healthy, but it certainly can be romantic. And if you're taking good care of yourself, let's face it, a little Haagen-Dazs goes a long way. Look for baby steps in rebuilding your time together. And you're going to want to sit down and schedule together. You're going to want to figure out, all right, when are we going to take care of ourselves as individuals? When are we going to take care of ourselves as a couple? And what comes next? The children. How are we going to make a children, our children a priority? How are we going to make sure they get their needs met? And last comes work. So typically it goes work, children, me. We're turning that on its head. We're going me, partner, children, work. Now that sounds counterintuitive, but here's the rationale behind it. And here's why it works. When you schedule things with your partner, there's a synergy that happens there that the two of you cannot create individually. When you schedule things with your partner, there's a creativity that cannot happen with you alone. Actually, if you and your partner can talk about your different needs and how to meet them and just handle it as a strategy session instead of a fight over who should get what time, if you can strategize together and make compromises 
where it counts, you'll do a better job taking care of your children. You'll pull on outside resources. One of you will say, hey, what if we call mom? Or what if we call the nanny? Or what if we do whatever? One of you is gonna come up with ideas that the other one doesn't. If you do those things, you're gonna find more time. And when you put the children first, that doesn't mean you say, I'm not gonna work. What it means is that you make sure that the kids' needs are, are scheduled before you start scheduling your work. And so what that might mean is somebody might ask you to go on a conference call when you're supposed to be picking up the children and you're gonna say, no, I have to pick up my children then. And you know what they're gonna say? Oh, I understand because family comes first. And if they don't, perhaps it is somebody you should not be working with, or perhaps you're working in an institution does not, that does not truly value you. If they truly value you, they will value your values and what's important to you and honor it and respect it. Now, that's not to say if your value is cotton candy, they're going to value it. But if your value is your children and your marriage, they're going to. And if they don't, it might not be the right place for you. So that's a starting point. It's a jumping off point. It's just a beginning. This is not gonna make your marriage super romantic. That planning time though, that planning time, how would I suggest that you do that? I would suggest that you do it once a week. I would suggest that once every three months you have like a grand poobah of planning times with no interruptions. Um, once every three months, sit down and look at the kids' school schedule Look at the holiday schedule, look at your work schedule and start dropping in some boulders that uh, on Thanksgiving weekend, we're going to go on a vacation and we're going to make sure that when we go to Disney World, that we use the Disney Kids Club so that we can have a dinner out. We're going to make sure that when we go on a cruise, we go on a cruise where there's some form of childcare that we feel safe with, or we're going to make sure that we're going to go somewhere where a family member can help us and plan time that you can have together. And in that once every quarter planning, you wanna spend, if it's at all possible, at least one night away from your children once a month. Worst case scenario, do it once a quarter, but try once a month. One night, once a month away from your children. So that's a way to bring romance back in. So what's gonna happen on that one night once a month? You may just sit together at a dinner table in a fancy restaurant and go, oh, we made it. And it may not feel terribly romantic, but it is a building block for having romance in your life. Romance is something you need to build towards when you're juggling as many balls as you are. What else would I calendar in there? I would calendar in date night once a week. If it can't be a date night, maybe schedule a date breakfast or some other kind of thing. What else can you, you should calendar in when you're gonna calendar so that you can talk about what's coming up at each other's work You in that, and you should calendar in weekly meetings. So in those weekly meetings, what you're gonna talk about is Thursday night, I'm gonna be out. Is there some way we can cover it? Or I'd really like to go to a rich and relationship workshop with you. How can we make it work? You know, that Rich Keller guy, he's doing a great workshop on, well, re rebuilding your marriage in the pandemic. I'm just making this up, by the way. I don't have this workshop happening. But you might, you're, if it's something like that that you want to go to, you might want to talk about it with your partner and figure out how, all right, how could we take a full weekend? Or maybe it's, I noticed at the JCC that, that Rich in Relationship is doing a series of workshops on Thursday night. 
is there some way that we could get our children covered on Thursday night so we can be there? That's actually a much more likely thing to happen in this under these circumstances. But and there might be other events that you want to go to. Maybe you want to go to the Philharmonic together. Maybe you want to go to a concert together. Broadway's reopening. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show. Try to do something special together once a quarter, once a season. You know, maybe once a season you're going to go sleep together in a beautiful uh, spot and come back home. Maybe you're going to spend a weekend once a quarter. Maybe you're going to go to a Broadway show once a quarter. Plan a number of events. Reinvest in that relationship. My last suggestion, and then I'm going to sign off, is going to be that when you go on date night, for God's sake, do just focus on the wins for each other. So if you're a guy, this is what you're where you're going to be. We're going to be like date night, check, quarterly retreat, check. That's not how you want to play this. You're going to want to get in there with your wife, and she's going to say, you're going to say, How was work today? She's going to say, It was good. You know, Dorothy had some problems, but I took care of it. And what are you going to do? You are not going to leap into a whole story about how your work was. You're going to say, oh, what was up with Dorothy? And she's going to tell you. And you're going to ask several times. You're going to dig. You're going to listen. You're going to show empathy. Because what's romance really about? What romance is really about is about being interested in the other person. And then when they tell you what the problem is, you're going to encourage them in how you know that they can make it through. You are not going to make a suggestion on how they're going to make it through. You're going to tell them how you know they're going to make it through. And if they ask for your help, that is your opportunity to offer something. You know, the tendency, man or woman, is to want to fix the other person or help the other person when you hear that they're up against something. Uh, why is that? Because we love them. It also might be because well, there are enough problems. Can we just fix them? There could be a number of reasons for taking that approach. But instead, we're going to... First, show our confidence in them, like we did when we were in love with them. We're gonna show our confidence in them and honor them that they are strong enough to handle it. And we're gonna encourage them and speak faith into them like we did when we were in love. By the way, it's not bad that you're not in love, it's normal. In love lasts maybe two to three years. So that's why we call this mature romance and not falling back in love. But we're gonna use the tools that we learned while we were in love. And the reason why is those were great tools. We just don't have that kind of time anymore because we're juggling all these balls, but we're going to use the same tools, speaking faith and confidence. And when they ask for help, we're going to give it to them. And that, my friends, is how you can get past the Shrek factor. If you want to know more about getting past the Shrek factor, if you're feeling like a couple of ogres, and let me tell you, everybody feels like an ogre at one time or another, direct message me, reach out to me, rich at richinrelationship.com. R-I-C-H-I-N-R-E-L-A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P.com, richinrelationship.com. Reach out to me, uh, schedule a discovery call. They're free. You walk away with next steps, whatever you need. I'm here for you. And thank you so much for hanging out with me today.